Hey everybody, this is Eric from the Fat Packs. And this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, and King Carl Sports Art. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll be right back. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. And this week, we are brought to you by Dynasty Breaks, Badger Breaks, and, of course, One Star Gum and King Carl Sports Art. And I want to say Warrior Warrior, Warrior Sales, the, the Road Warrior Divine. What's, he's bringing it to you, too, because he's sitting across the, the hall from me here, the, the, the table. He's on, on mic number two. What's up, Anthony? Not much, man. How you doing? That was that was a little flawed uh, intro, but I I well, get I get I get frazzled in the in the face of greatness. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's 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 carry on from that. Uh, I, I'm called quite a few things, but uh, I I like the warrior, man. The, I, I do the warrior. I like that for a lot of reasons. He's been on the show before. He he got the nickname because he was the road warrior. He was always out on the road buying stuff, and that's where it came from, right? Across the country, yes, yeah. Um, I actually went to one of the summits probably about 10 years ago. I mean, I've been going to the summit since 2005, the industry summit. Mm-hmm. And about 10 years or so ago, uh, one of the car manufacturers came up to me and said, and asked me a couple of questions. And uh, they was like, you know, like, okay, you don't own a brick and mortar. Like, why, why are you kind of like, what's your purpose here? Yeah, you do don't, you you, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, the, the, the event is heavily designed for brick and mortars, but I was, and I and, and I sat back and I watched and I would and I would listen to stores back then before the explosion of the new the new what's going on in stores, mm-hmm. and and the stores be like, we're dying, we're dying, we need help, help us out, oh we 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 can't stay alive without your guys' help, and I'm sitting there going, is this what the thing about? And so when he, when they start asking me, why are you here? You don't own a store. I said, no, but I said, I travel the country as a result of this hobby. I buy cards, memorabilia. I meet people. I go into shops. I go into shows. I'm at a show every stinking week buying and selling. So I said, um, I'm very much this hobby as much as a brick and mortar. Absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely are. If, uh, if you don't know him, if you're not connected with him on Facebook, you um you, you might not know, but those of you who are, you know that he's all over the country. He's he's making people happy. He's putting smiles on people's faces, and he's got a positive message. Uh, rise up! We've we've talked about that before, but we're going to lay out something really special that he has going on. Uh, it's going to be presented at the national. Am I right? That's cor- that is correct. All right. So that's the Warrior Rise program for for the underprivileged youth. Correct. Correct. So tell me what that is. Uh, it it's basically it's me. It's you, okay. I was a underprivileged youth. All right. I didn't. I love sports. I played sports since I was about five, six years old, all the way until my body said no more. Okay. I played sports. I knew sports. I did not know this industry. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in my environment. Sure. So uh, I got into this. If you ask me today, how <laughs> I am the warrior and doing cards. You would not believe it. Well, let's lay it out so we can believe it. Come on. Okay. In 1997, I was dating a young lady mm-hmm. that uh, we were sitting in her apartment, and she had a dream sickle, uh, which is like a cherub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yajo, mm-hmm. kind of thing. She had them sitting on her entertainment stand, and I was like, what the heck are those? And she said, they're dream sickles. I just laughed. Like, what the heck's a dream sickle? <laughs> And she said, well, well while, while you left, and she said, well, that one's retired. It's worth $1,200. Mm. I was like, how in the world is that piece of ceramic worth $1,200? I got ceramics in my house. They ain't worth nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? She said, well, blah, 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 blah. She gave me the, the rundown, and she started pointing to me and showing me all these other ones and said they have these values. And I was like, wow. I said, so those things have values. And I, and I said, man, I said, I don't collect anything. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. I have nothing to leave kids, nephews, nieces, nephews. I'm like, I want to collect something. So in 98, I walked into my first baseball card shop. Blind. As a grown, as a grown man. Just I, blind. Yeah, I don't know why I did, though. Okay. I don't know why I chose baseball cards. Okay. That's... I, I do not know why, after 
saying I want to collect something, mm-hmm. I truly cannot tell you why I walked into a baseball card shop. Divine intervention. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, was it a great change in my life? Yes, because I do this full time now. Right. I've well, done it four times since January 4th, 2000. So what were you doing before you did this? I was in fitness finance. Fitness finance. I was in, uh, uh, when I got out of service, I went into the fitness field, and I did the fitness field from 92 until 97. Okay. I was, uh, you know, sales managers, fitness, personal trainers, personal mm-hmm. training directors, all that kind of stuff. And uh, one of my clients uh, said, hey, you know, I, I have a big mortgage company. Uh, uh, we, we need a couple of brokers. Why don't you leave the fitness and come make some real money? I said, okay. So I got into mortgage broker finance. And then I did that up until I left that January 4th, 2000 and done cards full time. So you walk into that card shop for the first time mm-hmm. completely blind. Mm-hmm. What did you walk out with? Um, I liked basketball. Okay. And... Uh, Tim Just, Duncan was my favorite player. But you're from Chicago, right? Tim Duncan was my favorite player. Okay, all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, when I play sports, I wore 21. I like, okay. I like the number 21. It's a cool number. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan wore 20. In 98, Tim Duncan wore 21 for the Spurs. Right. I like Tim Duncan. I just, so for some reason, you had Kobe Bryant doing the, all that greatness ever, but but I remember two things. I remember Tim Duncan, and I remember Kobe Bryant winning the slam dunk contest, mm-hmm. and then his card start like going up. Right. Like 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 his Chrome was twenty five dollars, and then it went to fifty. And people say, "Man, you should buy this card." I'm like, "I ain't paying fifty bucks for that card." Sure. Oh, it's, that's crazy. Then I think it, the next jump was fifty to one fifty, and then you know from there mm-hmm. on, you know how it just kept going crazy. And I was like, "That's stupid. That card's gonna crash. That that card can't keep doing that." Right. Well, we know the Kobe exactly Bryant Chrome did not. Buy one, didn't you post one the other day? Didn't you just buy one? Uh, I, I have I have since purchased a few Kobe Chromes, but uh, I didn't I didn't just reach to get one. But I, I have posted a few Kobe Chromes. So I mean, seriously, I don't know why I'm in this business. I know why I'm in this business now. Yeah, but I do not know how I truly got into this business. So from there, we we've heard the story before. You like. You got you have an affinity for Star Wars autographs. We know that. And you, I love you them. Buy, you buy cool. up some Star Wars product. Yes. Uh, but the, what you, your focus now, though, is uh, giving young kids, underprivileged kids, an opportunity to get into this hobby that they're not going to see otherwise. Um, as yes, it's. I don't want to bring it down to race, but is it, is it is it is it a race thing? Because you know um, sometimes. Under, we think underprivileged kids, and we think we think African American children, we think uh, Hispanic children, we think uh, you know wh- whatever you want, whatever you want, title you want to put on it, they don't have those same opportunities. Um, Is, I mean, if it's if I'm not fair in saying that, tell me I'm not. Two two quick uh, two quick points. Point one. At that same summit, I'm not going to say the company the company or person name. One of the manufacturers came up to me and said, mm-hmm. "Can I ask you a serious question?" I said, "Sure." And he said, um, how come blacks don't collect? And I paused and said, what answer do you want? <laughs> <laughs> the one you want to hear or you want to hear the, the real one? I mean, you want to hear some of the real answers to it. Right. Because the mere fact you come to me with that question means you probably predetermine your head your reasons why they don't collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, I'm at the summit, and for all these summits, no offense, I, I was the only black guy at like yeah ninety percent of the summits I've been to easily, so I explained to him. I said, "I'll give you my my opinion of why, as a whole, we don't collect." I say, number one, it's not in our heritage. It's not in our lineage. We mm-hmm. we 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 didn't have a father or a grandfather mm-hmm. or uncle that said, "Come on, let me take you to a card shop." Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I was born in '63, so I'm going further back. I can't say the same thing as for kids born in the '80s, '85, '90s, because mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit more, a lot more popular now than right. it was when I was a kid. But when I was a kid in the '60s and the '70s, nowhere in my life had I ever had a family member, a family member friend, whoever say, "Hey, there's a card shop, there's a baseball card store around mm-hmm. the corner. Let me buy you a pack of cards." Right. Man, that twenty-five cents would buy a a loaf of bread. So right. We can exactly. Eat. Exactly. <laughs> this has exactly. been real. It, we, I tried to collect coins as a kid because. Coins were silver. Mm-hmm. Every coin I ever collected and put in a drawer 
my mama took out and put into food. Yeah, of course. She didn't realize that that silver quarter was worth $10 because of a special year. Mm-hmm. She knew that that quarter was going to buy Kraft macaroni and cheese for a mm-hmm. dollar. Right, right. It was going to buy Wonder Bread for a dollar. Right. So every time I got money and I go to school and I say, hey, I put these, I put these silver coins in the drawer, she took them out and spent it on four boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> she had to, right? So, so I simply told them, I said, it's not in us, man. I said, we don't have that connection to cards. We don't have someone to say, hey, here, here, follow me. Look what I got. You know, you, let me ask you, when do you get into cards? 92. How? It may love the industry, don't, but don't know anything about the industry. I want to bring the industry to not the Boy Scouts, not the fancy ones that already know cards that give them packs. And mm-hmm. it, cause, because, see, the companies know that if I give packs to Boy Scouts or privileged kids, there's a, a greater chance that those kids are going to be collectors. Right. There's a greater chance that those kids are going to say, Mom, Dad, go out and buy me packs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the me's of the world, the kids like me that, great, great, you know what? You're going to give me packs at 7 to 12 years old, and I can't buy them. Mm-hmm. I can't buy right. them for a while. Right. But I'm going to cherish that pack you gave me. And then when I get to be a little bit older, I'm going to remember that moment that that person took kindness to me, gave me a pack of card of players, teach me that, you know what, I got a pack but he got Westbrook, and I like Kawhi. Let's let's trade. trade. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of my program at the National. Right. I want the kids who wouldn't otherwise not see packs of cards come to the event, see the industry at the biggest stage, babe. Right. The biggest stage. They don't get bigger than that. This no. is the biggest stage. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. They're gonna see the magnitude of it. They're gonna see the excitement of it. They're going to have this moment forever. Mm-hmm. They're going to get packs. They're going to, the companies have, listen, just so you know, I pitched this to the companies. My The response has been overwhelming. That's great. Uh, I, I, I mean, we can, we can get to that later. That's fine. But but it's going, to be, it's going to be overwhelming. So bottom line is, Eric, I want to give the people's kids excitement that I didn't get until I was 35 years old. Absolutely. That, and that's a great thing because we all talk about getting kids more more involved in the hobby and getting them back into the hobby. And you, you're, you're, you're shutting up and you're doing something about it. And that's a really – and you're here talking about it. And I'm it. reaching the kids that they're not talking about. Exactly. Period. Exactly. They're Period. not talking about it. It's, Period. It's, it's a forgotten segment. Oh, we go to Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, they go to Boys and Girls Club. They do. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I've been told that they do, they do go to Boys and Girls Club and they give out to some Boys and Girls Clubs. And a lot, lot of kids in Boys and Girls Clubs are underprivileged. Mm-hmm. But there is still, I never belonged to Boys and Girls Club. I, I never belonged right. to a Boys and Girls Club, but I played sports since I, I played park district wrestling. I played, I, I was in the gymnastics in eighth grade, mm-hmm. high school, college, sports my whole life. Right. Didn't know this industry. At all. At it, all. It, just, it just wasn't introduced to you at all. When I was about nine years old, there were some baseball cards on the ground on my block. I asked one of the guys, I said, what the heck are those? He said, his response to me was, oh, these are cool. You put them in your spike. You put them in your, bulks, you put them in your bike spokes, spokes, and it goes, makes a real cool sound. I go, <laughs> all right, cool. That was it. That was my baseball cards, bro. Now, they weren't even baseball cards. They were for your bike. They were for your bike. Yes. You are from Chicago, right? Born and raised. Born and raised. Now, yes. uh, that, again, because what I want to get there is um, Chicago is, is historically known for having a, a very underserved, underprivileged community there. Uh, and so what do you think the response would be if you got this when you were a kid? Like if you had this. I wouldn't have been 35 years old opening my first pack of cards. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> how, about, how about that? Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, I would have maybe, um, I wouldn't have been able to afford packs as a kid still because I told you, man, growing up, right. what, what I, we did. I mean, single mom, four boys, man, I'm sorry, but our, my mom's priority was um, keeping us fed, keeping us clothed, mm-hmm. and, and keeping us in, in school. Right. And that was my mom's motto. My mom's motto was uh, no grades, no sports. Right, and that, uh, that's, that's understandable. My mom, yeah. hey, bro, my mom was my mom was a, a was a tough woman, and uh, I thank God for that because she kept us 
in school and books kept us, you know, on the right path. So, um, I mean, you know, I think I but think about it. Well, I guess what I'm getting at though is, would this have helped, or will the? I mean, I think it will help you have dreamed bigger dreams. Like, I mean, uh, inner city youth leagues, uh, whether it be basketball, baseball, whatever sport, you know, they're, they're all dreaming to get to that next level. That everybody wants to be. You know the next Kobe, the next LeBron, or whatever. That's not my dream. Okay. Uh, no, because see, I I I don't want a kid to see a pack, and I I don't want a kid to say I want to be Kobe, I want to be uh, LeBron, I want to be Kawhi. I don't want a kid to say that. Okay. Um, because I I don't want to delusionally tell a kid that that you can become the next greatest athlete. I just simply want them to have access. To these products, mm-hmm. to this this joy that I have uh-huh. in this business, at a younger age, what will it do for them? I I, I hope that it will give them just another dimension to their life. Mm-hmm. It, it and if they see the parallels of these professional guys and they see the lifestyle these guys are are doing, it, you know, to, to sound corny, it it takes an inner city kid that is at a crossroad in his life. And a crossroad in his life is, you know, go via the drugs because that life, the limelight of that life, the lifestyle is great because I, I know it my whole life. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle of the professional athlete. And at that crossroad, it, I just want them to have one more bit of ammunition to help them make a decision on which path to take. Right. Every kid ain't going to buy baseball cards and say, I'm going to be a good kid. Now, I mean, it's going to still be bad kids because right. bad kids are collecting the game now. Yeah, they are. But, but I just want, I, I, I'm sorry for rambling on, but no, I, I just I just want them to have another level of, of love, appreciation. Um, collecting does two things. It teaches it teaches you a lot to collect. Yeah. You got to put your card in a holder. You got to protect it. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of it. So you, you're learning value. Right. You know, as a kid, you know how I got extra money? Wintertime. I push cars out of ditches. I shovel snow. You get five bucks, man, to shovel someone's snow. Right. Maybe <laughs> ten bucks down in today's world. But it was five bucks. Hey, you want your show snow? Yeah. At the end of the day, they gave you $5. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you need your car pushed out of the ditch? Yeah. Well, five bucks, we'll push your car out of the ditch. Me and my buddy, you know. Sure. We push a car out of the ditch. You know, sometimes they took off, they didn't stop. But, <laughs> hey, we learned to get the money up front. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But but that's how we made a few extra dollars, man. We 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 said, you know what, we we're poor, we're struggling, but we're gonna find ways to make money. Listen, Eric, I know sixteen. Listen, there was a seventeen-year-old kid came to my table this year at the Suntime Show. Mm-hmm. Okay, he dealt. He did a deal with Johnny. That kid had twenty-seven thousand dollars cash in his back pocket, in, in his backpack. Oh my God! That kid paid Johnny seventy-five hundred dollars for a Mike Trout autograph rookie card. Wow. I'm not saying these kids going to get to that level, mm-hmm. but that kid grew up in the business. Cause we asked them, grandparents, parents, whatever. He grew up in the business. He knows the business. Right. Uh, my, kids like me, we know how to work hard. We know how to make money. But we, some will make money through the drugs. Some will make money through pushing, pushing. But if I can, if I can teach a couple of kids that, hey, man, this can change your family a little bit. Right. You know, this you could pull a hundred dollar card and, hey, even if you sold for fifty, that's fifty dollars towards your family. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Just listen. The industry say they want future collectors, right? Right. But they don't go after this market. Yeah, they, that's they, the that's that's the nutshell. They this ain't the market they think about because sure. they don't think about the me's. Right. Because I go to too many events and I'm the only person there of color. Right. Black, Hispanic, whatever. I'm and no offense, poor. Mm-hmm. Ain't no poor people at these events. Right. It's, it's not a poor man's game. It's not, and it's they've literally priced out poor everybody except for the well-to-do. Yes. <laughs> They literally have. All right, so you mentioned uh, the distribute or the the, the producers. Right. Who, who's backing this at the national? Tell, tell me who's on board. Currently, as of today, of the manufacturers, Panini, mm-hmm. TriStar, Leaf, Beckett. <laughs> uh, Beckett are the. Uh, I'm in talks with Upper Deck. I'm in talks with Tops. Okay. Um, I sent. I sent Chris Carlin a detailed email of what's going on. But um, when I went to when I went to Jeremy Beckett, I said, Jeremy, I'm doing a program for the National. I want to bring kids to the program. He said, I'm in. 
I didn't pitch it to him. That's good. I went to Jeremy Murray. I said, hey, Jeremy, I'm doing, a, yeah. I said, I'm doing a program. He said, Tony, I know you. I've known you long enough. I know the man you are. I'm in. Mm-hmm. That, I was like, that's too easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Brian Gray. I said, Brian, I got I want to bring underprivileged kids to the national. I want, I want to do a program. He said, I'm in. No awesome. pitch. I'm in. Um, I mentioned that, and Miss Janice, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm respectful. Miss mm-hmm. Janice from uh, TriStar said, she said, Anthony, I want to help. What can we do at TriStar? Uh, called on the phone. We talked. She's doing an incredible program for the national. She's going to she's gonna have the TriStar, uh, take them to the photo op area. Each yep. kid's going to get a photograph taken at the TriStar booth. Uh, they're gonna get a photo. They're gonna instantly get to take home with them from right. the TriStar booth. So they're gonna have the, they're gonna have them with their badge and everything on, and a, either a baseball shirt, whatever, or football. And they're gonna have that photo taken to TriStar booth and given to them as an instant memento of of this day. Right. Uh, D, David Sharp from Panini said, "Give me a call. I'm gonna run this by my my, my people here at Panini." He, we talked on phone. He, less than a week, he called me back. He said, "Man, we're in. We're doing." A goodie bag. We giving them shirts. We giving them cards. We gonna do a. a we gonna do a kid friendly pack war form. And listen, if no other company has said no, what mm-hmm. Panini is doing single handedly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they, Hack, Hackman, Pushka, and uh, Kevin. They 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 stepped up to the plate awesome. and they're really going over. Uh, Mel Mel Lundgren from Bell that Sports Card said, "Hey, I got this cash bar. Uh, this this uh this this thing. His program. He said." Bring the kids to my booth. I'm gonna have to go through it and pick cards out for that program. I, I mean, everyone's like saying, "I'm getting emails, I'm getting texts, I'm saying, hey man, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do?'" So simply, the kids gonna get a badge from the national. Even the national and Megan said we're gonna give them all a badge. They're gonna have okay. their own badge. I'm gonna put a little VIP sticker on the badge. And so every kid is gonna be feel special. They're gonna feel like a VIP for the mm-hmm. event, which I want them to. Uh, it's gonna be. I originally had it five days. Uh, 20 kids per day, but uh, I, I worked it down because the manufacturer said, you know, the, the makeup of the national is a little too tough, too much. So I worked it down. It's pretty much going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and okay. I and I maxed it at 20 kids per day. Okay. Uh, so that's right in the crux of the whole national. Uh, Sunday's no good. Everyone's packing up. Right. So it's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 20 kids. And it's probably start like, say, 1030 to 4. Each each section gets like a 30-minute section to wow the kids, to, to, hey, make them feel special, to make this moment, make them remember this moment so that when life decisions come in their way, they can say they, can, they got this positive impact moment to also look back on. And another thing is when they get a little bit older, they got a couple dollars in the pocket, and they can look back at that photo or they can look back at that card, they can say, I want to collect. Sure. Can you, do you, me, can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you bring them by Beckett Radio and let them sit down and let's talk? That's why I love you, bro. See, can we, can we do that? Um, I will work. It, maybe not we can do it each day, every day, but maybe uh, I'll, from within the kids, maybe I can bring a couple by there. Yeah. Just to, because I'm giving 30-minute windows to, like, say, uh, Panini has a 30-minute window. Mm-hmm. Beckett has a 30-minute window. Uh, leave. And uh, it helps. And that makes sense by limiting the kids too. That keeps the keeps the program on this on this on this pocket right. windows too. But man, this is I gave I gave up my booth. Yeah, I, I don't have a booth to sell. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm, I know. I, I have a I have a quad. One partner has his section. Another partner has a section. Another partner has a section. My booth. We didn't have a spot for the kids. Uh, originally, each kid. The program was the kids were going to go to the. You know, Panini, all the booths. Mm-hmm. Panini said, definitely come to our booth, period. TriStar said, they come to our booth. Leaf and Becca said, well, our booths are a little smaller than they normally are. We don't have as much space. Right. And so I was, and so they were like saying, well, and maybe you can get a meeting room and, and get a meeting room in one of the rooms and use that for the kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, nah we're not, no, they're not leaving the floor. Yeah. They're not, they, they're not the leaving the floor. They're staying in the thick of this right. from the time they get there to the end. They're seeing the magnitude. They're going to, they're going to, I want them to be mesmerized the whole time. I don't want them off some, some room of off the floor. Not. I yeah. want them on a show. So I gave up my I gave up my portion of the quad. It, it, <laughs> it's going to be for the kids, bro, not awesome. for me to sell. Awesome. Uh, That's great, man. I love you. I mean, you just, I, I know I know who you are and I know you that where this is coming from. And I know the message that you push out. I just wish more people thought like you. It's people think it's corny. They think it's fake. Um, I got people like, man, I don't care. 
Yeah. You know, if I'm fake to you, I'm fake to you. I don't care. It right. ain't about you, man. Right. It's not. It ain't about me. You understand that it's bigger than you. you it understand, about, it's not about me. Yeah. You understand that it's bigger than than me. You understand that it's bigger than everyone combined. It's there. There's there is a goal in mind, and yes. it's it's bigger than anything that. I kept telling myself I was going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Ever since um, ever since that that summit when the guy said, "How come blacks don't collect?" Ever since that summit when they say, "Why are you here?" Like what? Like you're not a brick and mortar. I it it, it stuck with me, and I said, "I'm, I'm doing something. I'm going to do something." And I'm like, "They're not doing it right. They're not doing enough for sure. for the underprivileged youth. They're they're focusing on I told you Boy Scouts that." Man, you know what? It costs a lot of money to be a Boy Scout. Absolutely. It ain't cheap to be a Boy Scout. No. I, was, I was a Cub Scout for a year and a half. We couldn't afford <laughs> to be the state one. So it's not cheap to be in that industry. So you, you're pretty affluent in that industry more than you think you are. Right. So I said, no, let's, let's you know, and I told you, they go to Boys Club, and they, they like almost like toss some rice and then leave, so right. to speak, you know. But I said, man, it's going to be greater. And, and, and Eric, I know you got to just be quick, but I, I made another commitment. Every group that, that I'd get to do this program, mm-hmm. I'm standing their lives. Yeah. Every group, if, if, if Bill Chicago comes to this program and, and they take Saturday and, and they bring 20 kids, that program deals with youth between grades of third through eighth. They can't bring all their kids. Right. So my goal is I'm going to stay in any program that, that me and Megan chooses mm-hmm. to be at this event. I'm standing those programs' lives. That's awesome. That, that and you you'll be a, a, a positive influence there. And it's uh, they, they need to see that, hey, you can be underprivileged as a child, and you can grow into something. Yeah, absolutely. You know that's that's man. I'm I'm sorry for rambling. No, you're I'm, fine. But, but you're fine. I got to get you back over there though. There's so many levels <laughs> to what I'm want to do, and I know we we touched on a few of them, but but the biggest message. That that you 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 picking up on I'm picking up on. It's not about me, right? It's just not about. I'm the facilitator, but it's not about me. <laughs> sure. I wish, and I know that there are a lot of like-minded people out there that will hear this and and um, and understand that. But but for those who don't, I mean, you know what? We, we love you too, and it, it you know, hopefully. A continued positive impact will it will bring you around. That's what I want. That I want to say to those people. And if this goes over well, I'll make this commitment at every national going forward. As long as I'm in this business, you hear that, New Jersey? <laughs> We're coming. You are on the clock. <laughs> yeah, you're on the clock. Awesome, man. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up because I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, typically, I, I would ask uh, a guest to you know give me their social media and all that. I want you to tell me what Rise is one more time, so so they know. Rise. Respect, inspire, support, elevate. I feel that if you live within those four words, mm-hmm. you're a good person. You're a great person. You have to be. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I mean, people see Rise Up every morning. They see me write Rise Up on IG. They see me write Rise Up on Facebook. And they're like, you know, what, what does Rise Up mean? I said, I, I write it out for you every morning. Every morning, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I write it out in the message, and I write it out in the words. It's there. Right. And, and when I do my hashtags, my hashtags say, respect, inspire, support, elevate. You can't be a bad person and be those four things and, right. and do those. You cannot and do those four things. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, it's absolutely impossible. All right, guys, uh, thank you, Tony, so much for joining me. Uh, we, we, talk, we talk more offline than, than we do in this setting, but... Uh, and I tell you all the time that I love you, and I, and I really mean it. I, I think you're, you're such a, a positive influence and a positive uh, inspiration me, in my man. life. And I know <laughs> I know what you're going to say because you're a very humble person. But uh, we, I've known you now for like two years, but you, you're – I look forward to just seeing those rise up messages in the morning. So, And uh, it's 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 a honor to call you a friend, and I hope that you understand that. Uh, uh, those, those words are what pushed me. I tell people all the time, I said um, – what pushes me to continue on is when I get the secret messages uh, that say, hey, man, I read your things. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know what? I was going through something, and I, and one of your, I went back on one of your rise-ups, and it really, it really, man, helped me get through. Man, you don't understand the strength of those, <laughs> those messages. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Um, Bro, thank you for, for, for taking your time out and doing this with me. 
hopefully this program at the national uh, goes smooth. It does what's supposed to, so that so that so that the the industry sees that you don't just get future collectors. Mm-hmm. You got to earn you future earn, collectors, yeah. the ones that are not going to collect, right? Like me, right? <laughs> so we can stop thirty-five-year-old pack openers. Yes, for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. All right, uh, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. Thank you, Tony. What's going on? It's Troy Hughes from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Thank you so so much to Anthony for uh, stopping by, stopping down, and telling us about his new program that he's going to debut at the National. That was really cool. Uh, I hope you guys uh, understood where, where I was trying to go there. But uh, moving right along here, we're going to be joined now by uh, Real Breaks. I got Ryan Holland and Tom. I'm going to kill your last name. Uh, Kolcheski. Um These gentlemen are from Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, respectively. I'll let you guess which one is which. And uh, we're, we're going to talk breaks. This is, this is an interesting conversation to me because these guys are exclusive to Facebook. And um, that's, a, that's a hard game, a hard, a hard, hard game to be in, uh, breaking just in general. But to be exclusive to Breakbook, Facebook, but be doing it successfully is really cool. So, uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. How long have you been involved in the hobby? Well, my f- my first set that I hand collated was 1987 tops. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I think like a lot of people, you know, I collected a, a bunch of cards that ended up not being worth anything, mm-hmm. and and then came back, you know, got out of college, had a little bit of, of money, sure, and got back into the hobby. You know, I think that's a lot of people today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, you know, I think I probably started in back in like '05 you know, heavy in the hobby right, again right? and uh, have been collecting since then. So you, you, you guys said that you listen to the show. You might know that this question is coming. Did you get out because of a girl? Was it a girl that, that – <laughs> No, I think I think I got out because I was broke. Okay. That, I think, you know – Which a girl can do too. <laughs> yeah, right, I suppose, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to go broke. I, I don't know. You know, I was the guy buying – buying dvd collection I'm oh like, what yeah what the heck why am i buying dvds and i look back at that stuff i'm like holy cow that's not that's not worth anything that's anymore. not worth anything anymore it's <laughs> <laughs> like your 87 set right yeah <laughs> all right pass it over to tom uh tom how about how about you how long have you been involved in the hobby um thanks Eric. probably my first remembrance probably 86 tops okay um and my favorite card of all time is still the 86 tops ryan sandberg um, just a, most people hate the set. I love it. I think it's a, it's an like, ugly set. It, I mean. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> so when I use, when I, I use, <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble one time at a job because, you know, in your uh, email, you have to have like your picture yeah. logo. I had the Ryan Sandberg 86 tops and I got called into HR and told him I had to get something more appropriate. <laughs> you dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I don't know if I ever really got out of the hobby, um, you know, in high school, a lot of times maybe spending slows down a little bit. But then um, going to college, I still always collected cards. And then I, um, I worked in minor league baseball for 11 years um, for in college and after college. And, okay. and I really got into, um, like, collecting cards of players that I knew for teams, like a lot of, of course. stuff. And then uh, going to shows. And then um, and then it just kind of kept snowballing. And the more money you get, the more cards you mm-hmm. buy. And, uh you know, and then you find a woman that doesn't make you throw out your collection. You marry her, and you're all good. <laughs> so uh, you 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 piqued my interest there. Minor league baseball, and the access to players in minor league baseball is is incredible. Did did you come away from that gig with a lot of autographs or anything? Um, you know what, a, a few autographs, but um, I was really lucky. I worked for the um, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, the single A. They're now with the Brewers. When I was with them, they were Seattle. And when you're an intern, you're the same age of the player, so you kind of yeah. It's kind of weird, like to go out and hang out with a guy, and then the next day have him sign a stack of Bowman paper. You know? Yeah. So, um, so I have some things. I have maybe my most memorable is like um, Adam Jones is one of my favorite players. Sure. When he he came up with Seattle, right? And we had a lot of fun together. And he gave me like a game used bat, like signed oh, to cool. Tom. And then I've seen him a couple times in big league, and it's always kind of cool, especially with your when now you bring your kids mm-hmm. and a player sees you and he's like. Big T and give nice. me a hug yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's cool. So, but, so, but yeah, so I have a lot of cool stuff like giveaways, but um, some autograph stuff, but not not a ton. I actually I actually worked for the Mariners for three seasons. Oh, nice. and um, 
I actually I developed a relationship with uh, David Ortiz when he would come into town, and yeah. it's a it's a it's a strange story. It's a quick one, so I'll tell it. Uh, we were both walking in the uh, in the clubhouse with our heads down, and he was listening to music or whatever, and I just really wasn't paying attention to where I was going, and we ran smack dab into each other, <laughs> and I fell over. And I'm looking up, and he's he's standing over me. He goes, "You okay, Bubba?" And he and he, and he picked me up, but but ever since then. He, he remembered who I was, so every sure. time they were in town, he was like, hey, man, what's going yeah. on? We have a good time. But you know what? He So he played for the Tim Rattlers in 95. Yeah. Then he was traded. He was a player to be named later to the Twins. For um, uh, that horrible trade. Yeah. With, with, uh, it, was a, um, it was like a pinch hitter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But you know why? And we got time. You can yeah. edit it out if you don't like no, the you're story. Fine. So anyway, um, in 95, the um, he, so he was – you know, back then you make the seat, you make the trade in like August or July, and then mm-hmm. player would be named would be named later in the winter. And so the Twins were given a list of like twenty players mm-hmm. from Seattle, so they agreed on a list, and so they had to choose. Well, there's a guy, and he's passed away recently. He's at his funeral. His name is Milt Dreyer. He was the president of the Appleton Baseball Club. There, he has like Tony Larusa is one of his best friends in the game. Like goes way back. Mm-hmm. He looked like Sparky Anderson, one of the nicest people on the face of the earth. His father-in-law is named Bill Smith. He was um, VP of the Twins at the time. I think he's still with Minnesota. Um, so he gave Milty as uh, you know his father-in-law. Here's a list of 20 players telling you which one's the best. And so uh, Milt Dreyer picked uh, Poppy, you know, really? David Aries at the time. So David Aries. Only, so I got to become really, really close with uh, with Uncle Milty in uh, when I worked there. One of my favorite people. But yeah, but he he would tell he didn't he he was very proud that he chose. David Aries a long time ago. And then the most memorable thing about Milty is for his 80th birthday, um, working there, we gave him a, a punch card for uh, 80 free beers from the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> he loved to show people that. He just always said, oh, I don't know, I'm going to do the second game of the doubleheader. That's but, yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so people listening, you know, from the Wisconsin, or, you know, he's kind of well-known in a lot of minor league baseball series. But anyway, there's your poppy story. There you go. Thank you. All right, so uh, let's get into what you guys do. Like I said earlier, you're exclusive to Facebook, which is really crazy. Obviously, you, you get you, something like that. You grow organically. It's all word of mouth and maybe some promotion. But you guys have a huge following, over 6,000 followers in your group. How did you do that? So when when we set off to do this, we didn't really set off to be breakers full-time and make okay. a big business out of it. We were collectors first, and it was, you know, hey, this is kind of a cool way to – maybe subsidize our own collecting. You make a hundred dollars here, you make a hundred dollars there. And if I can buy something cool with that, sure. You know, or, or even have a spot in my own break or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought it was good, but, but you know, we started doing breaks and, and one of the things we wanted to do a little bit differently was we wanted to be able to watch it. We wanted people that bought in to be able to watch it. So from day one, we had a start time for all of our breaks. Okay. And we decided early, because we were collectors, and it didn't matter if we made any money on the break, that if we got to that start time and it wasn't full, we'd eat the rest of the teams. Okay. And, and, and it created this environment where every time people know that the break they buy into is going to break at 7 o'clock or at 8.30. Mm-hmm. And, and so people were like, oh, you know, I don't have to wait until – there's only six spots left so that I see the break. I don't miss it or it breaks when it's full and I'm not available. And, uh, that, that, that was kind of the lightning storm that kind of took off because now people didn't wait. They grabbed a spot early because they knew what time and then Mm -hmm. they came back. That's real helpful. Um, people get, can get agitated if they miss a break or whatever, and they got to go back and find it in the YouTube archives or whatever. And, you know, they're not real happy about it. So being timely and, and proficient in that time, that's really awesome with you guys. Yeah, and, th- and that translates to faster fills and yeah. over a long period of time, right? I mean, right. it wasn't like, you know, three weeks later, all of a sudden you're snap filling everything. You know, sure. it was a long process and a long time of eating spots, mm-hmm. and you know, but th- it evolves over that time to, to you know, snap filling breaks and, and being able to crank, crank out some volume. Sure. Now, something that you guys said to me off air is like you don't do minis and you don't do fillers. How do you survive doing that? Not doing those. I mean, yeah, I think our our opinion of those have changed over time too. I mean, initially we didn't do minis and fillers because we were just eating those unsold spots, right? Right. But you know, one of the things we realize is mail days are fun. 
Yeah. And and what we didn't like was, you know, in breaks is, you know, spend, spending money on something and getting zero mm-hmm. and getting nothing. Because mail day, even if you didn't hit the biggest card on the planet, the mail day is kind of the funnest part. You know, if I have fun during the live video that mm-hmm. I get to participate in the chat and then I get something in the mail, you know, then I didn't have to hit the biggest card in the world to have a good time. And, and that's not everybody. Right. You know, that's not every collector, but that's kind of what we enjoyed. And so we kind of went with that. And, you know, then we got to a point where, you know, those breaks are filling quickly. Right. And then, you know, now you got to be waiting for the break to post. Otherwise, you're not going to get in. You know, if you're not waiting at 459 for the five o'clock break post, then yeah. you probably missed it. And, and so then you don't have the minis and, and uh, fillers that are usually necessary. It, with a group as big as you guys have, I mean, if you're, not, if you're not Johnny on the spot as a customer and you miss something, do you see, it, do you see a lot of that? I mean, people, are people upset when they miss stuff? Yeah, so there is, um, there's, there is some frustration we have, and it's a problem. It, you know, people always say, what's your problem in business? And um, we have, you know, if, um, Tier 1, when Tier 1 came out, mm-hmm. came out on that Wednesday, we're snap filling, with snap filling. The, the solution, so be patient. Mm-hmm. We'll have more. We're not, you know, it's not going to be three cases, we're done. Just stick with us, and we'll have more. And so then you kind of judge on a product when it, uh, I don't want to say lose esteem. You know, it's funny, Ryan and I get frustrated when a break takes a half hour to fill. Right oh, after yeah. we've done like 15k, that we're like, man, they don't want it anymore. Like it's a half hour, dude. <laughs> Relax. So, um, so so that is you know that's a problem. Like any breaker, you know, getting product, you try to get your more as much as you can. You know, we try to buy from everywhere, and we it's kind of our job to pick the right products to, to right. do it. But but there is that frustration. I also I told the story of someone told me, they're like, man, I was in day one where I could buy everything. This stinks anymore. I said, you know what? It's kind of like when you're a fan of a sports team, right? And you can sit wherever you want in the stadium. So, like, you're a Brewer fan. You used to be able to go to County Stadium. You could have 10 rows to yourself, right? But the team was stunk. So you always say, man, if we just won, people would come. If, if we just spent some money, people would come. Well, now you spend money, people will come, and now you're upset because you can't sit wherever you want. You, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If you you want breaks to fill fast, and so you break it on time, and they keep doing more and more and more. You know, there is that that missing out a little bit of fear. Um, we're trying to address that. One thing we we break every day in our group, and so mm-hmm. that helps trying to get more product. Ryan and I both are full time now, so we you know I quit my job like eleven months ago to go all in, and so that's hopefully to do more. But um, but we're you know we're trying to address it. So um, I see also here that you guys have. A, like a marketplace page as well is that is that fair to call that or yeah and then you have one other what is, what's the other one too that I'm we have a BGS oh, submission, submission group. page so yeah. right, so you guys are just like all in and you're you're facilitating trade you're facilitating the hobby and it's all through Facebook it's all through Facebook yeah I mean you know Facebook is a really good uh, transactional marketplace mm-hmm. um, you know. Other other places, you know, I mean, you name them. eBay has their challenges. Facebook has their challenges. The thing we like most about Facebook as a marketplace is being able to see the faces of the people that you're doing business with, or 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 or, or building a relationship with, or collecting with. You know, if you're just making trades with people, you know, you can you can see pictures of their kids and their families. And you know, one thing that's really interesting, and and you got to protect yourself, and, and you know. Use PayPal the right way and mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. But you know, when you have relationships with people, the the levels of problems that you have go down a sure, lot. You sure. Know, in in three years, uh, uh, we've never had a chargeback. That's beautiful. Yeah. Knock <laughs> on wood. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and you know, I think a lot of that is because you know we we're friends. I mean, yeah. right? Facebook's about friends. Right. So so I also see that. You two are like the it, the it. You're the you're you're the admins in this group. So, you, what I like about that is if there's a problem, if there's ever an issue, you're taking responsibility for that, and it's coming through you guys. Where some Facebook groups I see have nine, ten, twelve moderators sometimes, sure. and it's a it became it can become an issue. Yeah, we're all in. Yeah, and I tell people when they say, "Well, I want to do it," I say, "If you want to do something, get all in." You know, like our marketplace page, we're mm-hmm. the admins, 
And then we have some some collectors in our group that are really active. We've asked them to be a moderator just to, mm-hmm. you know, if there's something that's inappropriate to knock it down. But we we haven't had any issues that I, I don't want to jinx us, but in the marketplace, and there's a lot of buy-sell trading going on there. And so we kind of started that out of people asking, saying, you know, I want to trade with who we break with. And also on our break group, we don't allow, like if, if you try to put a post on there, it won't go up. We have to approve it. Mm-hmm. And what we really focus at is we encourage people to put their notifications on. You're not going to get spammed with a bunch of razes. Obviously, we're not going to, we don't allow that anyway. But of just mail day posts, that's the marketplace is kind of that, mm-hmm. the hangout for the mail day and for buy, sell trading on that. And then that third group, the the BGS group, which, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, when we get 100 cards, I submit them to these wonderful folks here at Beckett. <laughs> and then um, one of our most popular videos is when I sit down and do a reveal. Right. Go through, go through them, and it's, it, people love it. And uh, so, yeah. So what we try to do is, like, someone messaged me the other day and said, you're a baseball card expert. And I kind of laugh because I feel like I'm just, <laughs> I feel like I'm a 12-year-old kid opening packs in my basement, you know. And, but but we spend a lot of time with that. And we want, if people have questions, we get questions daily about cards. Yeah. People in our group, and, and we love that interaction. And it's it's pretty wild. So what kind of volume are you guys doing? You, you, and off air, you said like 40, 40 cases a week. Is that? Yeah, we're doing we're doing 30 to 40 cases a week. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, it's not all new releases. Okay. You know, Tell me about that. I think a lot of people focus on new release only. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, just because... 18 finest isn't new doesn't mean that's not fun to rip so sure. so we go back and i mean we did eight now shane uh uh one of our employees who works for us is breaking while we're here yeah uh he did 18 finest last night you know oh, so nice. so we do a lot of that we do a lot of mixers um but yeah it's about it's about 30 40 you know that's that's almost all the time that you you have when you're live seven eight hours uh evening mm-hmm seven days a week, you know, you really have to be cranking it out. And we like to take a little bit more time with yeah. our breaks. We could probably crank out more and we could definitely fill more, but, but we want to have fun doing it too. We don't mm-hmm. want to just be a, a churn factory and, and we want to enjoy the cards as we go and, you know, remember things about the game that we love and talk about it. So, so we try to, we try to focus as much on that as we do, you know, the cards. Sure. Now, it looks like both of you have families as well. And if you're doing this seven days a week from, you know, seven at night till you know, who knows, how do you guys balance that, that, that work-life uh, relationship? That I, mean, I see both of you <laughs> shaking your head, so it might, it might be a sensitive subject. How do you guys balance that? Well, one thing that's really helpful is that I have a partner like Tom. Yeah. Right? Because I would not be able to do this by myself. Okay. There's no way as a as a you know a solo act that you could pull that off, right? Unless you're a crazy machine, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the way we're set up with Tom and I as partners is you know I'm live three nights a week, he's mm-hmm. live three nights a week, and Shane is live one night a week so that we can both have an off day. Sure, but you know three evenings a week is still a lot. That's still a lot, yeah. It's still a lot. You know, when you have family, I have a 13-month-old daughter, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't want to miss first steps and first words and, and stuff like that. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, the, you, you, you make adjustments to your lifestyle a little bit, but the truth of the matter is, is the seven hours in an evening that you see me mm-hmm. live is the smallest part of my time invested into breaking. Of course, because there's so much more that goes into the, both of it for you. The stuff behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. and having employees who sort and ship and mm-hmm. package and the amount of hours we spend on the phone, you know, negotiating with suppliers for product mm-hmm. and things like that. That's the most, that's the most time far and away. And right. nobody, nobody sees that really. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'd say, you know, if you if you want to do breaking, yeah, you know, get somebody that you trust and 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 you know, find some good partners in the hobby. Absolutely. So I I think another thing, you know, it is a sensitive subject, and I'm trying to be a better husband, father. Yeah. Um, biggest thing, my my wife Michelle is unbelievable. She's mm-hmm. the best sorter. She can sort Bowman like there's no one's business, right? <laughs> um, and so you know, we have four kids. Um, our oldest is in fourth grade. Um, 
and then so his his name's Trent. Um, he even has business cards for real breaks. They call him the vice president. I bring him to the national. So nice. if you go to the national in Cleveland, he he helped people set up on Wednesday. Help some other breakers set up. Help really? shop. He people would come to the booth looking for something, and he would show them where it's at. So. Um, he nice. loves it. Last week, him and I were in Los Angeles for the Panini Rookie Premiere. So mm-hmm. I bring him with. And that's what nice thing, like when you own your own business, you can do that. You don't have to ask your boss if you can bring your kid. Um, and then my do- my daughter, Lydia, is in third grade. And then uh, we have Matea is in kindergarten. We have a um, two-and-a-half-year-old named Alex. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's it's really sensitive subject of mine. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Trent's baseball game. And I was filling breaks on my phone yeah. while watching a game. And so, is that a is that a good balance? Probably not. Um, but you, you do what you got. You do what you can do. And at the same, when you're, when I tell people, when you're all in, like you, you literally have to be all mm-hmm. in. Like, I'll ship and sort until like two or three in the morning. I get up at seven o'clock to take my kids to school, and and then you just you just got to do it. Yeah. And, um, but. But what Ryan said, like having Ryan's all in also, and then we can bounce ideas back from each other. We mm-hmm. we have the the blunt um, friendship or relationship where if I'm really cranky, which happens a lot, and mm-hmm. tired, Hill's like, Tom, just be quiet and put your phone down and stop doing cars and go do something with your family. Like, sure. and, and that's helpful because, and I don't take a, you know, part of me wants to yell at him, but then but when you can be blunt with people, then that helps. And, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. How do we balance it? Not well. Not well. So <laughs> uh, my former co- my my former uh, co-host, his name's Paul Worth, and he he actually left Beckett to open a shop, and he's down in Waxahachie. He's got a shop down there, and it's amazing. He's doing really well for a brick and mortar, but he's also breaking. And he was on vacation this week, and I'm watching this dude fill breaks from Disneyland, and I'm like. Man, you gotta you gotta stop down for a minute because you, these are family moments, and you gotta you gotta do that. But also, he's all in. I know that he's all in, and he, he, uh, it's a it's a weird balance that I'm that I'm interested in because you breakers are, you know, working till one two in the morning sometimes, and and it's tough. It, it it's tough, but you know, it's I'm not. You know, when you have your phone on you, you can respond to messages. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of drives my wife crazy, but. It's our life. It's what we've chosen. Like no one's forced me to do baseball cards. Exactly, and it's not hard, right? I mean, like it's, the the baseball card aspect's not hard. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. The business part, the business part's the the challenging, but I like it. I love it. Yeah, uh, you know. So, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, every breaker, like, there's. I don't. I don't want to sound uh, uh, derogatory, but there's so many breakers. You know, they're like. And there's a lot of fly-by-night guys, and there's there's guys who are trying to establish themselves. Obviously, you guys have been around for for three years now. You got a nice following on Facebook, but they all seem to have their niche with their with their little promos that you do or they do or whatever. What are you guys doing to give back to your 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 collectors? Give back? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I think some of that goes along with uh, you know our our belief that you should always get something. Yeah. For your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of various formats to that, but, uh, uh, you know, we try to make sure that, that skunking isn't, uh, isn't, yeah. isn't a everyday constant occurrence. So we do some things like that. Uh, we have fun with promos, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for Bowman Chrome last year, we did the gem giveaway and we give away first Bowman's of, you know, all the big guys. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the the best way you can give back is just to make sure people are having a positive hobby experience. Yeah, it's important. You know, very important. You know, that they're enjoying the hobby, that if they have rough patches in the hobby, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're helping people through those rough patches. I mean, um, keeping people as educated as possible mm-hmm. so that they're making good, good hobby decisions because there's a lot of black holes you can fall into in the hobby too. You know, just not being educated. And, and so, you know, that, that, that's a big part of it. So this happens and maybe you have experience with it. Maybe you don't, but I've, I've noticed it just in regular groups on, on, on Facebook about, you know, guys seem to be, guys can go overboard sometimes and they're, they're buying into too many breaks or they're buying into too many spots and razzes or whatever you want to want to do. Uh, as, as breakers, I mean, do you feel a responsibility to say, Hey, maybe slow down? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> That's very, very um, passionate of mine. Um, 
I've had phone conversations. I'll message people and say, hey, what's your phone number? And I'll call them. And I'll say, I make my living from selling you baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be completely honest. You need to take a break. Yeah. And I think a break from something like this is a really, really good thing. Because you'll find those people, you find a lot of people, they come with a huge splash. Mm-hmm. And then they take a break, and then they find, like, a nice steady stream. And so I, I really teach, find a budget. Maybe if you if, if your budget allows you to spend $200 a month, so $50 a week, stay in that budget. And don't be afraid to, to do that. And um, it's, a big, it's a big trouble. But I think that, that black hole we talk about, a lot of it is the heavy gambling, the razzes. Yeah. You know, if you want to enjoy NT, don't buy the Browns. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> you know, buy uh, – I don't know. By the bills, sure. you know, the bills are still pretty expensive this year. But um, the but Jags, the Jaguars, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and get in and, and collect and have fun. Um, but if I tell people, if you're not having fun for baseball cards, step away. Sure, and absolutely. And you know, again, going back to Facebook and friends, like mm-hmm. you know, we we don't we don't want you to come in and just give us all your money mm-hmm. and, and then be gone. You right. know, that, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help. Like, you know what? We want you to come in as a Diamondbacks fan and be around. Right. And hang out and and cry when Goldschmidt goes to the <laughs> Cardinals <laughs> and, and, and Pollock leaves. And, I mean, you know, I think that's part of that is, you know, it, it you have to find a pace that's sustainable, and and we just try to help people find what that pace is for themselves. Absolutely. I think another thing that I'm very adamant about is you don't need to spend money to enjoy a break. And so I always encourage people, um, like, well, I love watching a break. So, so well, let's chat during because the truth is, when it's 11:30 at night and mm-hmm. I'm on my fifth case of Gypsy Queen, I really need people to chat about. And so you'll find some really really active, some of our best members don't spend a whole lot and that's totally fine. And so we really, you know, I was in a um, break group one time before I started breaking and I made a comment and then the breaker said like, you didn't even buy in this break. You have no, you can't comment about baseball. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, and so, so when you, but when it's a true community, you value those people. It it really doesn't matter if you're spending $10,000 or $10. Like we want you to enjoy the hobby. And everyone enjoys it different. Everyone's financial situation is different. They're, the way they collect is very, very different. Um, but, you know, I was just thinking of one member we have. And he, he made a comment one time. He goes, I've watched every video of you guys for the last 12 months. It's the first time I've commented. And I was <laughs> like, what? And then he started, like, telling me stuff about myself that he knew. And I'm like, all right. And then, you know, he, he spends a little bit, which, but he enjoys the hobby. And yeah. That, that's a big part for us. That's very important. Okay. Um I don't want to keep you guys long. I want, I want to be respectful of your time. And we've, we've been here for about 30 minutes, and I know there's more stuff going on today that you guys would like to get back to. So before we get out of here, uh, first, thank you so much for jumping on. I like those shirts. I'm going to need one of those soon. What size are you? <laughs> I'm a 4X guy, oh. so yeah, I'm a big guy. Uh, <laughs> that's all. That's, that's everyone. That's, that's, you know, we ordered T-shirts one time. <laughs> if you need a medium or large, we got them. We yeah. flew through the 3-4. Yeah, <laughs> those things are are hot commodities. <laughs> I, mean, I love this logo. Tell me about this logo. Who came up with that? Yeah, so we we have a um, a friend of mine mm-hmm. who is a, a marketing guy. He owns his own marketing company, and and so all of our graphics, all of our artwork, all of our marketing is original, and we own nice. it. Um, you know, we we went with the you know a little vintage style yeah, throwback. It feels like a tobacco card. It feels like yeah. it, right? So we, you know, the the cool thing is, and and you know, I'm not an I'm not an artist, and yeah. Tom's not an artist, and and I think that's one thing. You know, if you're thinking about being in business, mm-hmm. man, you can't do everything. So go right. find some really cool people to partner with yeah. that can that can. Absolutely. Be really good at it. Absolutely. If you like that logo, you got to check out our basketball logo. So we have that guy and a football and basketball. And the basketball, his shorts are about three inches long. <laughs> nice. <laughs> John Stockton cool. style. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Uh, before we get out of here, tell my listeners where they can find you. We're on Facebook. If okay. you just go Facebook, go Real Breaks. Real Breaks. And you'll find it. Okay. We, yeah. have, we have two. We have like a business page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go on there. But the where we sell our breaks is in our group. So if you go to our business page, there'll even be a link to say visit group mm-hmm. or you can just find the group. All right. Make sure you click that group and uh, get to answer some questions to get in. And when you do, tell them that the Fat Packs sent you. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is- 
Tanner from CustomCutsOnline.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who hung out with me this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, Ryan and Tom from, from Real Breaks, and, of course, Anthony at the beginning of the show, who uh, told us all about his Warrior Rise program that he's going to be having uh, going on at the National. It's, it's going to be a big deal. I hope that uh, more sponsors will get behind that and, and, and see what he's doing there and, and understand how important that is for underprivileged kids to be brought into the hobby because that is really a segment that we just don't really think about. And Anthony has hopefully came up, come up with something to help rectify that situation. And, of course, uh, Ryan and Tom, man, those guys were really cool. That They happened to be in the, uh, be in the area, so we, we got them in the studio. And it was really great to to sit down with breakers face-to-face and not talk about breaking so much. We did talk about breaking, but just talk about the hobby in general and, you know, work-life balance and, and you know, it's – there's more that goes into breaking that you you probably don't think about, and it was it was cool to get their take on it. Especially they're doing it all on Facebook. They got a huge Facebook group, over six thousand people in there. It's a it's a fun way to get in where you fit in. If I can borrow from Too Short, uh, circa nineteen, I don't know what ninety four ninety ninety three maybe. Go go learn your hip hop history, guys. Go learn that if you want to. I'm not telling you you have to, but you know, if you want to learn, if you want to learn learn about uh, West Coast hip hop, the Bay Area, too short. That's that's something to to figure out. I'm not I'm not uh, saying it's the best, but it's part of hip hip hop history. Get in where you fit in. Anyways, Ryan and Tom were uh, they were great to have in the studio, and as we got to discuss, like I said, breaking work life balance, the, the stuff that goes on behind breaking that you don't see. It was. Uh, a refreshing take on it because we've had breakers on this week like all this month i feel like we've had at least three weeks in a row we've had breakers on and that's that's fine because that's where the that's where the hobby is going sometimes but um well sometimes that's where the hobby is going and uh it's refreshing to have a fresh take on it so thank you so much to those guys for hanging out with me and breaking their side of breaking down now, since we did jump right into the show uh, with Anthony, I didn't get to do some uh, some typical things that we do. So I want to do some house cleaning here, new pricing, new releases. Really cool, just three three uh, three three big ones that you need to be aware about on the uh, the new releases this week. 2018-19 Upper Deck Ingrained Hockey. That is a brand new brand. Uh, one, I believe one, one pack, six cards per pack. It's... Um, one of your high end, you know, your high end, high risk reward type things. There is a one Mr. Michael Fruitman out at Mike Stadium Sports Cards in Aurora, Colorado, who has put a ten thousand dollar bounty on a dual Connor McDavid Wayne Gretzky card that he is looking for. Uh, check him out on Twitter; he's got it posted there. We've reposted it on Twitter on our page, and it's on Facebook as well. Then uh, 2019 Legacy Football. This is also a new brand from Panini, and this looks pretty. I like it a lot, man. I, I love the college uniform. I love the patches that are coming out of this. They're really, really high end, high, high, high end feel, and it's uh, it's it's really, it's where it's at, and I like it a lot. So 2019 Panini Legacy Football is out for you as well as well this week, and then finally 2019 Tops Pro De- Tr- Pro Debut Baseball. If you're into minor league collecting, uh, prospecting, this is where you want to be. It's not Bowman, but you can uh, still find some of those same players here and not expect to pay Bowman prices because those Bowman prices will get you. New pricing-wise, uh, just one, 2019 Diamond Kings baseball is now fully priced for you in the online price guide. So uh, if you have a baseball OPG, make sure you go check that out if you bought into it. I know that I did. And I am happy to be able to uh, look and see what those cards are worth according to the market. All right. Uh, that's going to be it this week. Really uh, want to thank everybody again for joining me, uh, Real Breaks and Anthony Devine, uh, Warrior, the Warrior. And I want to say again thank you to my wonderful sponsors, of course, Dynasty Breaks and Badger Breaks. Each of them have a discount code for you. Uh, Dynasty Breaks will give you $5 off for any new uh, new customer. Just uh, make sure that you let them know that you're new and at checkout you'll get $5 off. And then Dynasty Breaks, I'm sorry, and then Badger Breaks 
will give you five uh, will give you five dollars off for using code Fat Packs. And they have a if you go to their website, they have a whole other means of of getting you discounts. You can get up to like twenty twenty five dollars off your first break. So make sure you are go checking them out. Of course, Ken Carl at Ken Carl Sports Art. Thank you so much for supporting the show, sir. And uh, Maddie Yerkes over at One Star Gum. If you need custom cards made, he is where you want to be. Go check him out. Tell him that Eric and the Fat Pack sent you. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. Again, I keep saying that. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Uh, This is a, you've heard me say it before. This is a, 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 a love of mine. It's a, it's a, I do it because I love it. And it's uh, something I enjoy bringing to you. I enjoy being hopefully a breath of fresh air. Please be blessed this week and uh, we'll catch you next week. And until then, just keep listening. Cue the drink. Thank you.